Welcome to Uncomplicating Weight Loss and Life. I'm your host, Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, certified life coach, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help high-achieving boss women lose their weight for the last damn time and up-level their lives. When it comes to your health, weight loss, and this thing called life, I'm not saying it'll always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Welcome back to another episode of Uncomplicating Weight Loss in Life. And today I have a very, very special guest. I actually have one of my weight loss clients on. And what's really, really special about Andrea is that she's also a coach. And I absolutely love coaching coaches because we we already know the mindset stuff. But you're surprised <laughs> at, at, at what comes up in our sessions. So Andrea, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you so much. This is exciting. It's it's a little it's a little surreal because I remember finding your podcast, listening to like some interviews and being like, I'm, I can't believe they like, did it. So <laughs> anywho, my name is Andrea um, and I am a money coach for women of color. So I help women just feel more empowered with their finances and feel safe with money so that they can eventually thrive with money and, you know, build generational wealth. And Andrea also has a podcast. Tell them about your podcast before we even get started because I want to make sure they check you out as well. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. I have a podcast called Latina Investors. So if you, um, yeah, want to like hear about money and have it broken down in ways that are simple and that are relevant to you as a first generation, uh, maybe daughter of immigrants, like women of color, who's like trying to figure all of this money out, uh, definitely come listen and we'll hang out. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So Andrea, let's go back a few months. How did you learn about me and what, what made you think like, Hey, maybe I want to check this out. Yeah. So I had been like very into like fitness and working out for a long time. That was kind of like start in like my health journey. And then I took on macros. So I like was able to lose weight with macros and it was great, but I think I had reached the point in my journey where I didn't want to like rely on a tool that like had me weigh and measure my food every day. Cause I was like, this is not sustainable. Like I just mm-hmm. don't want to do. And I had like macro burnout. Um, so I had heard about intuitive eating and didn't super get it. Cause I was like, but what's the tool? I was just so used to thinking in one way that I like, didn't really like get like how it could help. Um, and then I, you posted in a group that we were in and introducing yourself and you're like, hi, I'm an intuitive eating and life coach. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I found your podcast. <laughs> so I went to the first episode. I listened to the first episode and I was like, oh, I think she can help me. Like, I think she can help me figure out how to do this. Um, cause your story f- felt very much like, okay, you overcame like a lot of emotional eating, um, and you figured out how to do that. And so for me, that was like really what I was struggling with. I, I knew I could, I mean, I could follow the rules of like, if you have to hit these macros and don't eat above them. But if I was left kind of my own, like on my own, I would just eat whenever I didn't feel good or like, it wasn't necessarily a hunger cue that told me to eat. It was just like, 
I feel like eating. <laughs> yes, yes. And I know a lot of clients first come to me and they have the macros trauma because they're like, um, do, I, do I still need to have my scale? Like, do you want to see the breakdown? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to see any of that. But tell us a little bit about when you, when you got introduced to macros, did you find that it worked? Did you find that it was complicated? Because a lot of people come with the same kind of like, I mean, I tried it but it's just not something I want to do forever. Like people literally were taking scales to the restaurants with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely took a scale to like a Whole Foods where, you know, like you make your salad. It's so embarrassing to say, <laughs> but I did. I did. I bought a purse scale. Um, that was when I was like really going hard. And then I was like, I can't do that. Um, that was like four years ago. So I also want to be like, <laughs> I wasn't there when I heard you. Um, but yeah, no, being introduced to macros, I really liked how I'm saying this in quotes, simple it was because it's very simple and easy for me to like follow rules. Like, okay, what's the rule? Okay, great. I'll hit it. And so at the time I really appreciated that. And it also taught me like, what is a carb? What is a protein? So I liked that education that came with like learning macros, mm -hmm. but I reached a point where I just realized like it wasn't sustainable and I, I didn't like how dependent I was on the tool. Like I had lost weight with macros, like I've lost 10 pounds and then I'd gain it back because I didn't know how to operate without it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, like, let me just go back to counting my macros. Let me lose these 10 pounds. And I just went back to like, you know, so it was like this tool that I felt like was helpful, but it wasn't like sustainable. It wasn't something that I saw myself doing. I, I would think like when I have kids, like I, I'm not going to be tracking macros when I am traveling. Like I, I don't want to, like, I just want to like learn how to listen to my body and just have a healthier relationship with eating and food. And I felt like the tool took a lot of that away because it just became like, let's follow the rules. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so as you, as you learned quickly, intuitive eating is the complete opposite because it feels in the beginning, it's a little overwhelming because you're like, wait, no rules, like none at all. And a lot of people freak out, especially macro counters and calorie counters are like, you mean the calories don't count? I'm like, no, they actually don't. Cause you're listening to your body. What was the biggest, I guess, challenge when you first started applying intuitive eating and unlearning the macro cycles? Yeah. I remember on a call, I was like, so I can just like eat whatever I want. And you were like, yeah. And I was like, but no, like how I'm going to lose weight. Like I'm going to be at a caloric surplus. Like I was still using these words and you were like, no, you won't. And I was like, yeah, if I can eat, if I can eat whatever I want. And then you said, you won't gain weight if you stop eating when you're full. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, like how you said it or why, like, and I was like, oh, okay. Got it. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why that like just really clicked for me that listening to my body would actually calibrate my weight to its natural state. I, I don't think I ever, I didn't realize that my body could do that. I always felt like I had to kind of outsource that to like, how many macros should I be hitting? Mm -hmm. And like that external thing told me Whereas I think that was the first time my, my mindset shifted where it's like, 
no, you have like your body has everything it needs to take you back to like the weight that you should be at or want to be at. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that I often say. It's like your body knows exactly what it needs. It knows where it's comfortable, where the, their baseline is. And, and the different ways that I say it is, you know, you'll, you'll stop gaining weight when you stop overeating. And the whole premise of intuitive eating is you only eat when you're hungry and then you stop when you've had enough. And the difference between enough and full, right? is like three to five bites, which most people forget. They're like, that's why it's like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm just going to eat my face off. Well, you won't eat your face off if you're listening to your body because your body doesn't want you to eat your face off. Like your body doesn't want you to overeat. If you have like two slices of pizza, it's fine. It's the pizza. Nothing's wrong with the pizza. It's like, oh my God, well, pizza has dairy and has calories and it has this. It's macros and all this. Like it doesn't matter if you don't overeat it. You can literally eat pizza whenever the hell you want. And in the beginning, people don't believe me. <laughs> and they're like, no, you're, you've got to be joking. And I'm like, trust me, just listen to your body. So how long do you think it took your specific, just like your specific body and your lifestyle to really like dial in and be like, okay, now I'm, now I'm listening. Now I can hear all of its signals. I think it took me like three to four weeks. I didn't realize that my body could communicate the way that it did until like that time frame. And I also didn't realize like, not how in tune I had to be, but like how like easy it, it can be to ignore and how, how intentional at first I had to be to like, okay, just like, listen, what does my body need right now? Mm -hmm. Like, am I hungry? Or am I actually thirsty? Do I need to go on a walk? Like, am I like things like that? Like, it was just so easy to like, not even like ask yourself those questions and think about. And I think like, for me, it took me, yeah, like three to four weeks to like really feel like, okay, mm -hmm. I have a direction, but not from like something external. Like I can just like tune into like what my body wants and needs. Right. What are some of like your, your biggest limiting beliefs that you had in the beginning when you started to follow the framework? Like what, like specifically one of them, the, the water thing that I'll say, I'll let you tell the story is... <laughs> Like you have to drink half your body weight in ounces of water. And you're like, no, <laughs> it's way too much. And I'm like, do it. And then you posted a hilarious story on your Instagram. Tell us about the water situation. <laughs> <laughs> so I just like, didn't realize like how dehydrated I was. And so drinking water felt like such a chore. I was like, well, this is way too much water. Like that. I don't know that I'm like going to the bathroom so much. And so I like fought it and I, and I didn't like even like, I think the first week you were like, drink water. And I was like, uh-huh, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. And then the second week too. And then finally on week three, I was like, okay, maybe I should just like drink this. And so that was definitely one of like the hardest ones to like get behind just because in my mind I was like, but I'm not thirsty. And I don't know why I thought that because now I'm like, if I don't have like <laughs> 80 ounces of water, like... I definitely feel it. Whereas before, I think my body just got used to like operating a little dehydrated. And so it like didn't even know what it was missing. And so I think I like can very easily feel like after half of a day, like, oh, I'm not drinking enough water. Um, but that was definitely one of those like, I had to do a lot of tricks, like romanticize, like my, put it in a wine cup. Yes. 
<laughs> that was so funny. So I saw the story and it was like, this is me drinking more water, romanticizing. I think you put like some flavor in it. I don't know what it was, but it was adorable. And I was like, it's eight ounces. <laughs> it's like just Wait, it's not that deep. Water. <laughs> like the water. But it's so interesting because, you know, as, we, as we've we all know our bodies will get used to whatever we give it. Right. So it's like, it'll, it'll send you signals. And then if we go years and years, ignoring whatever it is, even your thirst signals, it's like, all right, I guess we'll just operate thirsty. <laughs> I guess we'll just, be right because it's going to adapt no matter what you give it and now here we are um what maybe four or five months later and your body craves it it's like if you go a day without having your water it's gonna immediately send you all kinds it's like hello hi what's what's happening we need water so besides the water thing anything else that you learned about yourself that you were like oh interesting i think i definitely learned that I like I feel like I gave you a hard time about like writing down my food (laughs) and I was like I think I learned like wow you're definitely pushing back like why like why are you resisting this and that was really great to kind of unpack for me um and I really I think it was like this is my comfort like this is the way that I comfort myself if I'm having a bad day, like food has been that. And so kind of putting bound like boundaries around that felt like you're taking away my way to self soothe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I just like definitely was a little bit like, uh, resistant to it all. But I think the biggest thing that I had to learn was like, Hey, just like saving and planning your finances can be an act of like self-love, like so can planning your food. Mm -hmm. And just because you made a decision and then later, you know, want to change it, you can hold space for the desire of like, I want that. And then also like realize like you can have that you can just, can you just wait 12 hours? Like, can you just put it on tomorrow's plan? And so I think it was like, uh, oh, the reason why this feels so hard to let go of is because this has primarily been the way that I like regulate my emotions. And I think I realized like, I have to like let go of this way because it's not sustainable. It's not what I want to regulate my emotions. And like, there are other tools. And so when I realized that it made me more like open to, you're not trying to like rain on my parade. (laughs) (laughs) you're trying to help me. And I know that it's why I like signed up for coaching, but it, it did help me see like how strong a connection to like a way to like, just feel good in the moment can be to break and like also how it is possible as well. Yeah. The thing about any transformation, as you know, cause you're a coach, it's like, it's living in the discomfort because most people don't want to be uncomfortable. That's why we overeat, we overdrink, we overspend, right? Cause it's like, oh, this gives me like the dopamine hit right now. And I need to feel that because who wants to sit and feel uncomfortable? And I remember that was one of the exercises we did. I was like, I just want you to be uncomfortable. And you're like, why? It's like, because you have to get used, just make peace with it. Because once you can feel uncomfortable, you can feel anything. Like literally you'll be like, okay, this sucks, 
but I'm not going to do anything but feel it. And then it goes away. Mm-hmm. And I remember when you said, I, I remember all these little funny things because you don't realize how hilarious you are, but you would send me these notes and you'd be like, do I have to like track my food and write my plans forever? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, not forever, but just until you get the discipline of doing what you say you're going to do and then following through. Right. And you're like, yeah, but like, that's annoying and it's tedious and all of this. And so when I started thinking as a coach, I was like, she's a coach. Wait, let me speak to, let me speak in coach terms to Andrea. And we found a way to correlate planning your food with planning a budget. (laughs) And I think that was one of the light bulb moments for you as well. Cause I was like, okay, let's pretend you have a client that asks you, why do I have to have a budget? What would you say? It's the same exact reasons why I ask you for a food plan. Tell us a little bit about the correlation there between like how you teach people to get their money lives together and, and how I was able to like help you like unravel and unlearn all of those like past beliefs that were like really limiting beliefs that were holding you back. Yeah. So I remember specifically one session you, you were definitely like talking in like coach language and you said, the reason why you sit down to make a plan is because during that moment, you're using your prefrontal cortex. And that's the part of your brain that is responsible for making like strategic decisions. They hold more space for like the future and you're being like intentional. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, I tap into that for my money. That part of my brain very much like is in, in charge of like my money decisions. And then you're like, but the reason why you do that is because there are part, like there's a part of your brain, your amygdala that during the day is like, forget that plan. I want to have some ice cream. (laughs) And then I was like, Oh, I had like such a light bulb moment where I was like, Oh, with money, I make decisions using my prefrontal cortex and with food, I make decisions with my amygdala and I realize that it's not that there's something wrong with me. It's just that I haven't practiced Mm -hmm. giving that part of my brain control in this area of my life. Mm -hmm. And so when I realized that I was just like, Oh, like, uh, and and that's what I, that's what I teach my clients to do. A lot of them are like, Oh, I I don't know why I take that much from saving. I just, it's just, I just feel it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, Okay. (laughs) But what are the numbers? Like, you know, and so it was like very interesting to realize, like, I know how to do this. Like I know how to use and activate that part of my brain. What about this feels hard? And it was like, well, this is the way I have created comfort. So that was tricky. But then it was also like, what are the thoughts that I have about planning money and how do I bring them over to planning food? And I think the biggest thing that I believe about planning money is like planning money just gets me more of what I want. Mm-hmm. Like I get to do whatever I want whenever, like I, it just feels like so empowering. And I think I got behind that with food planning, like mm-hmm. planning my food gets me more of what I want. I get to like enjoy food. I get to like hit the goal that I want. I get to have a healthier relationship with food and like, I can get behind that knowing that like, and there are going to be moments where like, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go get ice cream. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I feel like now I have more control over like, yeah, that's a really fun idea, but Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. I don't actually want that. Whereas before I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like I, I wouldn't even have space to think. It would just be like, I want to eat this. I would eat it. It would almost kind of feel like I just wouldn't realize it'd be on default. Yes. Yes. And then I'd feel guilty. And then I'm like, crap. Okay. I'll just try again. And that would just be the cycle. And I felt a lot of shame about it. Whereas now those moments still happen, but I think I'm much more equipped to be like, yeah, maybe let's just drink some water. Like I almost have to like talk to myself, talk to my body of like, yeah, Mm -hmm. that does sound fun. Mm -hmm. Maybe not (laughs) because I, I trust the version of myself in the morning that created the plan. Like I just trust her. And I know that, okay, okay, tomorrow we're going to like, we're going to still hold space for that part of you that wanted that ice cream. Like, let's put it in the plan. Like mm-hmm. it's still going to happen, yeah. but can you, can you just like wait? Yeah. And I think like the waiting felt very uncomfortable because that was the only way that I knew how to like feel good where now I'm like, let's wait and let's go on a walk. Let's mm-hmm. go in the hammock. Yeah. Let's like have some sun. Let's drink some water. Like there's just so many other different ways. And I feel more in control of like all those options. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that was so interesting. Cause I remember when we were, we started talking like, okay, food plan, budget, like what you teach, what I teach. Right. And I remember being like, do you give your clients like strict rules that they have to follow? You're like, no, I give them guidelines. I'm like, Oh, like, like me. <laughs> you give me like my guidelines. It's the same thing. But the thing that I want all of our listeners and our YouTube watchers to, to realize is that how you do one thing is how you do everything. And we don't think of it that way, but it's really true. So the same type of like, um, and a lot of my clients that come to me are impulsive in other ways as well. They're impulsive with food. They're impulsive with spending, right? Because again, we're looking to buffer with something else. And so I imagine clients come to you and they're like, I want to save up for this thing or I want to have, but in the moment when they see like the shoes at the mall, right? Or they see that one thing, they're like, oh, I should get that. But then they have to remember what Andrea taught them. It's like, is it in the budget? Did you plan for it? And it's not that they can't have the thing, whatever that thing may be. It's just you just shouldn't have it right now. Because if you do, then you're going to have buyer's remorse and you're going to feel guilty. It's the same exact cycles that people go through when they emotionally eat or they eat off plan because it's like, oh, man. And then it's like, well, was it worth it? And that's the question that I always ask. Mm. Like, Was it worth you having that thing? And if the answer is yes, amazing. But if the answer is I felt guilty, I felt eater's remorse, right? I felt any of those things then that's not worth your emotional health. And I think like that's a really important correlation just for everyone to to really think about it that way. It's like whatever you do in your life, and I think as coaches, this is what we want for our clients. Whatever you do, just feel empowered and confident and, and great about it. Because if it doesn't, then there's so many net negative results after that. Right. Because when we spiral also, I was an emotional eater for years and the spiral was even worse than the physical stuff. Right. Physically, maybe I would feel sick, but mentally and emotionally, it was like the disappointment in myself and feeling disappointed in yourself really sucks. Right. So, again, we're trying to avoid discomfort. We do Mm. we do the impulsive thing. And then not only are we still feeling whatever that thing was, we feel worse. Right. And that's something that I think, you know, as you as a money coach, I'm sure you see it so much too. When people come to you, like, look at this mess. 
and then at what you do is you just help them see the light. It's what we, what all coaches do. It's like, here, take my hand. Let me show you. <laughs> but I'm sure you get no. the same kind of resistance as well, right? Where it's like, oh man, this feels like rules or I don't like Excel or like, you know, like those kinds of things. I get the, the same things. And it's so interesting because you would give me that, you would give me that resistance. <laughs> and I'd be like, what if your client said that to you? And I, and I think that would always, I loved doing that with you because you would be able to be like, yeah, you're right. Because I'm sure like the same way that you'd be like, because your brain is like, your brain's just trying to protect you. Your brain's like, we've been doing it like this, this whole time. And now this mm-hmm. shit comes along. <laughs> she's changing everything. She's taking all our things away. She's taking our freedom. What? That's not fair. That's right? so interesting that you said that. Cause I feel like that is what my amygdala thought. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in retrospect, I'm like, no, you were giving it back. Like you were giving me food freedom back by teaching me how to think Mm -hmm. with all parts of my brain, not even like just ignore one part and like, like not operate in default autopilot, but actually make choices and decisions. And I think like that, like having more choices gives you more freedom as opposed to like, Oh, I have to do it this way. And I don't even want to, but I, it's just, I'm so used to it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, even you saying that is like, yeah, I definitely think like at the moment I was like fighting, like you're taking away my, my way, my freedom of doing this. And it's like, (laughs) Oh no. In retrospect, like I got a lot more of that back. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you, how would you say your life is different now? Or even just like your mindset, what's evolved inside of you? Um, I think just like food doesn't feel so just isn't as intense. Just like, it's just food. Like it just doesn't feel like such a big deal. It's just like, yes, I enjoy food and like, yes, like I can, you know, be out with friends, but like, it's not the main event anymore. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times it was like the main event. Like, where are we going? Okay, that's restaurant. Great. I want to get this. Oh my gosh, I'm going to eat it all. Like, (laughs) whereas now it's like, oh, cool. Like, I'll order this thing and I'll take it to go. And like, it gets just to be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think like the, that has kind of, food has become a little bit more neutral. And I like that it's that. Yeah. and also I think I'm just more okay, like not eating when people are eating and like just being like, oh, I'm not hungry and like that being okay. Um, or like taking things to go or like not just because something's so I this used to be such a problem. Like I'm like, I can't stop, it's so good. Where now I'm like, no, I'm I'm full or I'm like satisfied, like I can stop. It is really good and I am going to stop. So I like just love that like I haven't been like overly full and like I can't even remember Mm -hmm. because I feel like my brain just like doesn't let me go there. My body and my brain are kind of in sync where it's like we're not going there. And I I just love that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's so, it's, it's so much, it's so interesting because, um, because as we, as we both know as coaches, it's like we give the framework and it, in the beginning, it feels like rules and restrictions. And I'm like, but it's not, it's actually the opposite because it, it allows you literally freedom. Like literally you can walk in and that's what I tell all my clients in the beginning. By the time we're done, you can sit at the buffet with, of your dreams and you will only eat 
what you want to eat until you've had enough and you will not overeat. The food will not talk to you. You won't like, you know, eat all of the whatever your favorite thing is. You will literally be able to sit there and be like, I'm good. But what's also interesting, because I remember this one as well with you, it's um, you would go out because you have a, a, a social life with your husband and you'd be like, but like everyone's having like the chips and guac and everyone's like offering me stuff. And like, and then you would feel guilty for like not participating. Tell me how that evolved in your, in your mind where now you're like, I can just sit here and enjoy the company. I don't have to socially eat just to feel like I'm like I'm part of the crowd because you're already part of the crowd. Yeah, that really clicked for me when I was um, on vacation in Peru. And I think I just realized like, it's not worth it to me to eat right now just so that I can be like part, quote unquote, part of this. Mm-hmm knowing that like tomorrow I'm just going to be really full and like tonight I'm going to have like a really full stomach. Like, and then I just realized like, I, like I can be a part of this without eating. It doesn't have to be this awkward thing. And I think I realized like, it's really not that awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was so afraid of people being like, yeah, that's weird. You're weird. And it's like, no, I just like, wasn't hungry. And like, and, and, and now I'm like, and even if someone thought like, it was weird. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you think it's weird. It's almost like if someone was like, it's weird that you're planning your money. I'm like, you don't get it. Right. It's not weird at all. <laughs> like, you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's so funny because that's in our heads. And, and you know this as well as a coach. Our narratives, we believe them. We all do. We're like, oh, my God, everyone's looking at me. Everyone's being like, why is the weird girl not eating with us? Right. And in reality, no one gives a fuck about what anyone else is doing like except like maybe like our parents and they're like what's wrong with you but even that (laughs) right even that it's like it's out of concern but not out of judgment right but in our minds we think there's like a spotlight on our on our heads and everyone's paying attention and it's like if we make decisions thinking that other people are thinking stuff that they're probably not even thinking that's how we get into these into debt, into overeating, into eating when you're not actually honoring your body. Like that's how we get um, like real life peer pressure because we think it's something that it's not when really people just want to enjoy Andrea, right? Like people just want to chat with you and like, you know, have, have that interaction with you with or without food. And I know that was like a, a, I think you had your moment of like your moment of like reckoning when you were in Peru. And one of the other things that I wanted to briefly discuss is, so she went to Peru for like like 10 days. Mm -hmm. It was 10 days. And I was like, well, I promise you, you're not going to gain weight because that's my thing. It's like, you're not going to gain weight on vacation unless you want to. And I remember asking, I'm like, do you want to gain weight, lose weight, maintain? And you didn't gain any weight. You were able to enjoy every single moment, like you were able to do all of these things and you didn't have to worry about, and you were even able to like enjoy the special stuff. Cause I told you, I said, Mm -hmm. I want you to enjoy that authentic food. I want you to enjoy your godmother's food. I want you to enjoy all those things and not feel a lick of guilt and not gain weight. Tell us a little bit about how this vacation was different than previous vacations. I went in being like, okay, I really like, I know how this goes like on vacation. Like I just know how I do vacation. And you were like, yeah, you have a lot of evidence how you used to do vacations, but you actually don't know how like this version of you does vacations. So why don't you just like give that version of you a shot? And I was like, huh? <laughs> Okay. (laughs) So then I like just kind of went through my vacation, like, okay, like I'm not, 
this is like, I don't have to like mimic old patterns. Like I can still kind of bring in like what I've been learning and the habits I've been implementing Mm -hmm. three or four days in. I was like, wow, I'm not like just eating like because I'm on vacation because quote unquote calories don't count. Like I'm still like honoring my, my hunger cues. And I, I think I realized in that moment, like, oh wow, like I've definitely changed the way that I think about food. And so it was like the first vacation where like normally after vacation, I'm not hungry for like three days because I just have eaten so much. And this vacation I got home, got unpacked, got settled. And the next day I was like, okay, I'm hungry. I want breakfast. Like Mm -hmm. I actually felt a hunger cue and I was like, wow, like (laughs) that was great. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And you didn't have to worry about it on like you were able to think, cause you know, I know sometimes some people will go into like, oh man, either like restrict or go crazy, right? They're like, I'm either going to not be able to eat anything with salads when I go on vacation or I'm just going to have it all and then deal with it later. You didn't have to think about any of that. Like you literally just went into it with like, I'm going to enjoy myself and honor my body. And that's mm-hmm. really, that's literally all you have to do. I mean, it sounds super simplistic now, like on the other side of it. But if you were to like talk to like Andrea before and Andrea now, like what would you say to her or to even anyone that's listening that's like, what? Like you mean we don't count calories and macros? Like what would you say to someone that's like a little bit scared and like maybe skeptical? <laughs> yeah. So I, I remember like being very much like, okay, but what's the process? Like what's the rules? And I like, I was definitely stuck in like, but how, like, how are you going to do this? Like, you're just saying I can eat whatever I want. Like, this doesn't make sense. And so I think like there was that sort of like, I just don't, get it. (laughs) And then there was also like the, but, but then also hearing people be like, no, but it works. Like this process works and being like, oh man, like, but it's working for them. And I remember thinking like, oh, but what if it doesn't work for me? Like, what if I can't figure it out? What if like, I'm just like the one client that's just like, can't do this. And so I think if people are listening and that's kind of where your head is at, like, I know me saying like, but I promise like it will work. (laughs) I mean, that would definitely help. But I think for me, what was helpful was like, just knowing that like, there, there is a different way. And if it's worked for other people, maybe just maybe like it could work for me. Um, And just like being brave enough to like give yourself that chance and then knowing like if it doesn't, like can you still like be kind Mm -hmm. to yourself? And I think that's what really helped me is like I just knew like I'm going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Some way, somehow, like I'm going to figure out how to honor my hunger cues and like not just, you know, just figure out how to eat well. Yeah. And so I, I knew that and I believe that to be true. And I think go, like what made it safe to like make this investment and do coaching was I, I'm going to be nice to myself regardless of the outcome. And I just trust that like, she knows more about this than I do and she can help me. And so, yeah, I think like for me, that was like what made the investment safe. Um, but just knowing that like, those thoughts will come up. Um, and I think it's just like giving yourself the opportunity to try and then having grace for yourself as you walk the journey. Um, 
And then you'll see for yourself and you'll be on the podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then you'll be like, oh, how do I explain this to people? <laughs> yes. And that's, and I, I love that. And that's why Andrea is such a testament because, so you lost 14 pounds in three months without starving, without counting macros, without counting calories, without spending hours at the gym. I don't even think you go to the gym. She does like CrossFit with her husband, right? Like it's like she didn't like re, like she didn't like go into like a hut and like didn't come out and have a social life for three months. She was able to do it and still live her life. Like she's an entrepreneur. She's running a business. She has a podcast. She has a husband. She has friends. She was able to do all of these things and she was able to learn how to be in social settings, how to go on vacation, how to do all of these things by applying the tools. And it's interesting because I can usually tell when I start working with someone, will they have results or will they not? I knew you weren't going to be an issue. And I knew you were going to push me because you're a coach. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's going to push back on all the things that I say. But I love that. I love when a client comes and they, um, I, I don't want people to be like, yeah, whatever you tell me. I mean, I love when people say that too. I'll do whatever you tell me. Those are easy ones. But um, even when someone's pushing back, you were always, even if you were like, explain this to me a different way. Or can you like, let's, how else can we think of this? Like when you would push back on me, it just made me a better coach. So I'm like, okay, I can let me correlate it with her money coaching. Let me correlate it with her clients. Right. But what I loved about you and the difference between you and the clients that do not have results is you were, you did surrender. You did trust the process. I always say, trust the process. Just trust it. Some people it takes longer than others, but it's the ones that give up. It's the ones that don't do the work. And by the work, I don't mean at the gym or at the kitchen or whatever. It's the work in our, in our yeah. brains. Because I don't know if you would agree, but it's, it's, it has a lot more to do with mindset than anything else. I say it in the beginning. We'll get your nutrition and your fitness out of the way in like three weeks. And that shit goes on autopilot. And then we do the work. And then we start to unravel. What is it that you're eating over? What is it? Why don't you, why don't we want to try it this way? Where's the resistance? Where does that come from? We go way back to like the core wound, right? The clients that don't want to do that work for whatever reason, don't lose weight. Mm -hmm. They don't lose it, right? Because they, they have the emotional weight on their shoulders. And as long as you have that, it's very, very difficult to drop the physical weight because it's too easy to buffer. It's too easy to be like, this shit doesn't work. Right. It's too easy to do that because you've given up on yourself so much. But I knew when I met you, I was like, she's going to, I at least know she's going to give it her all because we're trained as coaches to be like, we're just going to make the container work. Like, I mean, like we've all invested in some shit, <laughs> some things better than others. And we're like, I'm just going to give it my all. But my promise to all of my clients and, and the one that I mean to you is you will learn everything you need. I will give mm -hmm. you everything, all the tools that I have, you will have them. What you now, I can't do it for you. And I think that's the difference. And you may also have, have had clients like that before where it's like, well, I mean, like, I mean, well, but like, can you do it? Like, no, I can't, I can't do it. I can't, but I can give you the tools. And then yeah. what, you, what you do with it is how you're able to create the results because we create the results for ourselves. And like you were able to see that. And I know like in the beginning there was, you know, you, like you came shy and you were a little, I could tell you were scared. You were like, I don't know, but I broke you open. And then I made you cry <laughs> a few times. And then, <laughs> and then you had so many breakthroughs and that's what 
And you know this as a coach, when we see our clients have breakthroughs, when we see our clients come in one way and step into their future self. And the reason why we do future self work in the very beginning, it's like, well, what does future Andrea do? How does she act when she goes on vacation? How does she act when she goes out? You were able to step right into those shoes and it was effortless because you did the work. And I just want to applaud you for that, for doing the work, for not giving up, for pushing back the way you did because it was fun, but also for being open-minded and being kind to yourself because it wasn't always easy. You know, it wasn't all like unraveling the stuff that we've grown up thinking and what the industries and the socialization, all of that, you know, eat three meals a day, calories in, calories out. Like, oh, no, got to have your protein, you know, like all, all of that. <laughs> right. Like got to go to the gym where you can't like all of these things we've been hearing all our lives. It's real. It creates real trauma for us because then whenever someone like me comes along and I'm like, I'm about to unfuck all of this for you. Listen, you don't have to do any of that just listen to your body you're like what (laughs) my body (laughs) it's not saying anything right it's it's true and I always say I teach diets I teach dieting weight loss and fat loss in in a way that's like a brain fuck because we don't we're not used to thinking that way but Mm -hmm. we were born this way I yeah. always use the baby analogy right it's like yeah I was gonna say try to give a baby a bottle when they're not hungry they're intuitive eating. They're like, no, my body says I'm, I have had enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so it's just bringing us back to that. And then you're able to see how the rest of your life, because you're tapped into yourself, it just, it shows up in other places that you wouldn't even think about. Right. So I just want to applaud you for that. And just for, for trusting me and for being open and for trusting yourself, because now you're like, now you're my butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been great. I think it just like being able to see how much can change in like three months. One, I know it cause I see it with my clients, but it's a whole different, like, wow, like, I mean, I'm, I'm on the other side. Mm-hmm. And then also like, I remember being like, I legitimately lost 14 pounds without track. It like blew my mind. Cause I was like, there's no way maybe I'll lose like I don't know. I, you know, you go in like, well, maybe it'll be like eight, mm-hmm. 10 is fine. Yeah. Six will be great too. And so like, I didn't even dream. Yes. <laughs> like I didn't even set that number. Cause it just was like, I, I felt like, no, I, I'm gonna have to be really extreme to do that. Or I'm going to have to like, it's going to take some regimented like protocol. And like, I have to check up all these boxes and, I, and I'll do all this stuff. And like, it was even crazy on our last call. You were like, you, you did this and you didn't even like weight train that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She had some injuries. There was a whole lot going on. And I was like, you did it effortlessly. I mean, yes, the, you did the work, but it wasn't, it's not the kind of work that we think we have to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause we think we have to do all that go hard at the gym and like only eat like chicken and lettuce. Right. And like, we think that that's the way to do it. And it's like, no, the hardest part is the mindset. And once you dial all of that in, and once you really start to like, just pay attention to all the things going on and not being afraid of our negative emotions and not being afraid of discomfort, everything else. It's like, if you could do this, you can do anything. And you can. (laughs) 
It was great. Amazing. Thank you for everything. Thank you. Thank you for trusting me with your journey. And before we go, once again, let our, let our listeners know where they can find you and where they can find your podcast. If you are on Instagram, you can find, find me at, at building.gen.wealth. Um, and then if you're a podcast uh, person, um, head over to Latina Investors Podcast. And yeah, that's how you can connect with me. So for anyone that's just interested in like getting their money shit together, like she's She's your girl. So, Andrea, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing yourself and your journey with our listeners. And, my friends, that is all for today. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. To learn more about how to work with me, go to eva.fit and click on the Work With Me button. While you're there, be sure to check out my free weight loss resources so that you can get a jump start on your journey. I'll see you there.